your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 448 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I am your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You guys can check them out anywhere you get your music. And obviously, quite a bit has happened in Rangerland over these past tumultuous 24 hours here leading up to the start of the regular season. Vitaly Krasov has been suspended by the team after not making the opening night roster and subsequently failing or rather refusing to report to the AHL Hartford Wolfpack. We also know that the New York Rangers, against all odds, have still not named a captain. They will instead go with six alternate captains. So, yeah, like we said, a whirlwind 24 hours here. We will start with what everybody was buzzing about up until all this news with Vitaly Kravtsov broke, and that is the fact that the Rangers, once again, have still not named a captain of this team. This despite the fact that the Rangers themselves repeatedly said that finding a captain was a definite offseason priority. Instead, the team will roll with six alternate captains. You got Chris Kreider, Mika Zibanejad, Jacob Truba, Artemi Panarin, Ryan Strom, and Barclay Goodrow. Now, if you're going to go this route and roll with six alternate captains rather than, you know, one captain and two alternates, which is the traditional way to do things, then, I mean, let me just first start by saying that I do like the six choices here. I think that this uh, six group of players is as good as any other six that you can come up with on this team to lead the Rangers into the season and, you know, be vocal leaders in the locker room, lead by example, do whatever they have to do. I think all six of these guys are excellent choices, but I will also say I would have definitely named a captain if I was the New York Rangers. For starters, I mean, you're just kind of, I don't want to say losing credibility, but when you go out there and you say that this is an off-season priority, and it's fairly simple. I mean, I understand it's simple and it's not simple. You know, you do just pick somebody ultimately, but you do want to pick the right guy and make sure that you're picking the guy that you think is the right person to lead the team and the guy that you want all these kids in there to follow and kind of take on his personality. So I get it, but it does come down to just simply making a decision. And for one reason or another, the Rangers did not show enough conviction to make that decision. I just think that it's time to pick somebody. I mean, if we get to, I think, February is when Ryan McDonough was traded back in 2018. So that'll be four years without a captain on this team. And we've talked about how there's some great candidates. I think they'd all make excellent choices between Chris Kreider, Mika Zibanejad, Jacob Truba. I just think it's time to, to finally pick somebody. At the same time, I don't think I'm quite as upset or quite as, frankly, angry about it as at least a certain number of Ranger fans definitely seem to be. I can buy the fact that Gerard Gallant and his coaching staff are still getting to know this team a little bit, and they're still kind of feeling it out, and they're kind of getting a sense for who's really leading the bunch here and who do these young guys on this team really gravitate to. Again, I, I still would have picked a captain, but... I can at least appreciate the fact that there seems to be a reasoning behind this. It's not simply the Rangers being afraid to name a captain and afraid to be definitive about this and uh, scared to just pick one guy and, and you know not have any conviction in their pick. It's more seemingly about Gallant and his coaching staff, once again, wanting to get to know this team a little bit better and maybe even being 
content, at least for the time being, with how the the hierarchy in the locker room goes right now. You know, there's a lot of guys who are in leadership roles, and we basically just mentioned all six of them are six of the guys that certainly seem to be in leadership roles for this Ranger team, the six alternate captains. And it sounds like, you know, within that locker room, there's a leadership group and that those guys kind of make up that group. So maybe for the time being, Gallant just enjoys that dynamic. He likes seeing all these guys kind of take it upon themselves to lead the team, and he doesn't want to lay it at the feet of any one individual, at least not yet. I would think that maybe as the season progresses, sooner or later, Galan and his staff come to a decision. You know, an, an area of the NHL calendar where I think maybe a final decision could be made, and I don't know how everybody feels about waiting this long, but we do have this season, obviously the Olympic break that happens in February. Uh, most of the month of February, the NHL will be paused for the Olympic break. Maybe that's when you do it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe coming out of that Olympic break, when everybody gets home and is ready to go again, maybe that's when you name a captain. You have a press conference. You do the whole nine yards, and uh, you basically just go from there. That's at least an option. I would think and probably even hope that it would happen before that. We'll see how it goes. So again, you know, I am kind of, I would say perplexed is, is the biggest word because when you put yourself out there and you kind of stick your neck out and you say, yeah, it's an off-season priority, it's an off-season priority, and you can't just make a simple decision, I don't think that's the best look for this franchise. I don't think it dooms them to failure for the next decade either. But yeah, I mean, I think the time to name a captain was before the season started here. And I will say one other thing on the matter. There's people on Twitter you know, everybody seems to think that they know that the, the way the Rangers are going to go. Like, oh, I, they're definitely going to make it Chris Kreider. This decision has already been made. I, I posted a tweet not that long ago where, you know, Mika Zibanejad, it was the episode where Mika Zibanejad signed his eight-year extension with the team. And as one of the bullet points, I just wrote Captain Mika with a question mark. And somebody was very, very quick to comment on that and said, oh, come on, man. Like, do you do you really think that this decision hasn't been made behind closed doors? It's obviously Chris Kreider. Da, da, da. That tweet mysteriously disappeared less than an hour after uh, the Rangers announced that they were going to go with six alternate captains. Can't imagine what happened with that tweet there. And in this individual's defense, I myself would have probably agreed with him and said that, yeah, it probably is going to be Chris Kreider, but we never know for sure. You know, there's no way of knowing for sure exactly which way the Rangers are going to go when they make decisions like this until the decision is actually made and everything is made public. We can speculate and we might think that there's front runners and dark horses and this, that, and the other thing, but it's impossible to say for sure, especially with this team, because uh, the Rangers have been uh, quite the team to cover over the past year or so. I think that's uh, the, the most diplomatic way that I can probably phrase that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it for the captain storyline. I mean, the Storyline, the, the long and short of it is that the Rangers still do not have a captain, and this is obviously something that we will continue to track in the days and weeks to come here, but obviously this show is bursting at the seams, and we do need to move on to what is arguably an even bigger storyline. I would say it is an even bigger storyline, that of course being Vitaly Kravtsov's not making the opening night roster and being given permission from the Rangers to find a trade, and subsequently refusing to report to the AHL Hartford Wolfpack. There's a lot to unpack there, and we will do all of that in just a second. But first, I just want to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. You've got Coconut, Cherry Barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. 
You know what my favorite flavor is? It's definitely mint brownie because brownies are awesome and these are actually healthy. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy too. Check out the macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, so we'll basically just keep this episode rolling here and turn our attention to the news once again that the Rangers have announced their opening night lineup. And we'll go through the lineup first before we discuss all this controversy with Vitaly Kravtsov. But once again, the long and short of it with Kravtsov is that he was given permission by the Rangers to seek a trade after not making the NHL roster. He has subsequently been suspended by the New York Rangers for refusing to report to the Hartford Wolfpack. Like I said, there's a lot to unpack here. But first, I think we're going to go with... What will in all likelihood be the opening night lineup? We'll go through this real quick. We got a tweet from our friend of the podcast, Vince Mercogliano. This is what he saw at practice the other day, and these are the line combinations. The top six, there's nothing surprising at all. The top line is Mika Zibanejad centering Alexi Lafreniere on the left wing, Chris Kreider on the right wing. And once again, I, I like that decision. If you really want Alexi Lafreniere to take off this season and you want to give him every opportunity possible to do so, then I think you leave him at his natural position of left wing. Kreider's the veteran. He can handle it. Put him at right wing. And if Kreider struggles, then maybe at a certain point you move Kreider down to the the third line. You put him on the left wing there and you balance out the scoring a little bit that way. So I'm totally cool with that top line. Love the fact that Lafreniere will get to start the season at his natural position of left wing. Then you've got the second line, Ryan Strom centering Artemi Panarin, Capo Caco. There are no surprises there whatsoever. That's what we've been seeing throughout the entire preseason. So we'll move right along here to the third line. This is where it starts to get a little bit interesting. You've got Philip Hedl at center, which is where he's been the entire uh, preseason and, and throughout all these preseason games here. You've got Sammy Blay moving up from the fourth line to the third line. He'll be on the left wing, and Barclay Goodrow moves from the third line left wing spot to the third line right wing spot. And that's where Goodrow is very valuable because he is plenty capable of playing any of the uh, three forward positions. So that's obviously nice that, you know, he's going to be able to move over, make room for Sammy Blay. Definitely an intriguing line. Sammy Blay has had a fantastic preseason for himself and now he kind of gets rewarded for it. I mean, he's up with a line that you know should be able to score. Obviously, Philip Hedl coming off of a big hat trick performance in the preseason finale against the Islanders. So, We'll keep it moving here right along to the fourth line. You've got Kevin Rooney centering Dryden Hunt on the left wing and Ryan Reeves on the right wing. And no surprises with Rooney. Obviously, he's kind of been ticketed for that fourth line center role. Ryan Reeves, I guess, the I mean, certainly he was going to be out there for this game, 100%, provided that he was healthy enough to play, which it now sounds like he is. He talked about that, and it sounds like Reeves is going to be good to go for opening night here. Uh, Dryden Hunt on the left wing in lieu of, well, really, Vitaly Kravtsov, because Kravtsov didn't end up making this team. But it sounds like the Rangers are really looking to go with their big, tough, nasty, physical lineup to take on this Washington Capitals team. Obviously being prepared for any kind of trouble that may happen because we all know what happened last season. Uh, just absolute chaos for that two-game set when the Rangers played the Capitals late last season. And then the, the defense pairings, you've got Ryan Lindgren and Adam Fox. No surprises there. No real need to even talk about that. Like I've said in the past, those two can be the top pairing for the next decade, and I'll be totally cool with that. 
Uh, the second pairing, you've got Ke'Andre Miller and Jacob Truba. Once again, no surprises whatsoever. Those two have been together really since the end of last season and all through training camp and the preseason as well. And then you've got a third line of Jared Tenorti and Patrick Nemeth. Nemeth is not a surprise. Uh, they brought him in here as the veteran defenseman. He was always going to play. Jared Tenorti, I wouldn't really say that it's a surprise, once again, given the opponent here. The Rangers are going up against the Capitals, and they want to go with their big, tough physical lineup, and Tenorti's going to be out there instead of Nils Lundqvist. I would imagine whatever happens in this game between the Rangers and Capitals, the Rangers play the Stars the, the following night, and I would think that certainly Tenorti will come out of the lineup for that game. Nils Lundqvist will go in and make his NHL debut. But once again, given the opponent, given the fact that there could be trouble, I think it makes all the sense in the world to have Jared Tenorti out there. And Tenorti, I thought, played pretty well for himself in the preseason. Nothing, you know, eye-popping or anything like that, but he did absolutely fine there. And look, if you're going to have Jared Tenorti on your roster, your 23-man roster here, these are the games you want him to play. So makes all the sense in the world to me. And like I said, I would imagine it'll be right to Nils Lundqvist making his NHL debut the following night against the Dallas Stars. But with all that said, let's go ahead, turn the page to Vitaly Kravtsov. And let me start by saying that I understand where the Rangers are coming from here and their decision to not make Vitaly Kravtsov part of the opening night roster. And it's for this very simple reason. Kravtsov does not have to be put on waivers in order for him to be assigned to the AHL, whereas other guys who might have been candidates to be sent down to the AHL to start the season, guys like Julian Gauthier, guys like Libor Hayek, and maybe even Dryden Hunt, all of them would have had to clear waivers. And act, you know what? Let me back up for a second, because according to Gerard Gallant, this decision to send Krasov to the minors had more to do with the fact that some of these players I just mentioned, Gauthier, Hayek, Hunt, they all straight up beat out Vitaly Krasov for a spot on this roster. I'm not sure how much I buy that. There could be some truth to it, but I get the feeling that the Rangers, the biggest reason why this move was made here is because the Rangers did not want to expose Julian Gauthier or Dryden Hunt or Libor Hayek to waivers. I, I don't think Hunt was ever really a serious contender to be sent down simply because they just picked him up. They, they brought him here to be part of this team and probably be a healthy scratch on most nights. Uh, but any of those three players I just mentioned, once again, Gautier, Hunt, or Hayek, all of them could have been claimed by an another team if the Rangers put them on waivers and attempted to send them down to the Hartford Wolfpack. And that being the case, the Rangers would have been in danger of losing any of those three players for nothing, which is certainly not an ideal situation to be in. So they avoided all that by announcing that all three of those players have made the Rangers opening night roster. Hayek seems certain to be a healthy scratch, and it sounds like Gautier will be as well. But they're all there. They all made the team, and they're all going to be there at least at the start of the season. But, you know, let's let's use Hayek as an example here. I think losing Hayek for nothing, you know, had they placed him on waivers and somebody claimed him, which I'm not even sure anybody would have used a waiver claim to pick up Libor Hayek, but that's beside the point. But I think if that had happened, if the Rangers had tried to send Hayek down to the Wolfpack, they had to expose him to waivers, and some other team would have claimed him, I think losing Hayek for nothing beats the situation that the Rangers now find themselves in. Because Kravtsov and the Rangers, they have really had their ups and downs really ever since the Rangers drafted him with a nine overall pick in 2018. And the Rangers' complete refusal to expose a player like Hayek to waivers, a player that does not seem to have any path to playing time this season, barring injuries, and someone who could easily be leapfrogged by a bunch of the young defensemen in this franchise, a, a bunch of the guys in the pipeline, you know, Zach Jones, Tarmo Reunanen, 
Braden Schneider, all those guys probably figure into the Rangers' long-term plans more than Libor Hayek does. So I'm really sitting here and having a tough time to figure out why the Rangers were so petrified of losing Libor Hayek to a team on waivers. If somebody claimed him, then somebody claimed him. It's okay. And I've got nothing against Libor Hayek. I just don't see how he fits into this team long-term. And again, the Rangers' refusal to expose Hayek to waivers and potentially lose him for nothing has now resulted in Vitaly Kravtsov basically throwing a fit, and now you're on the outs with a guy that you took number nine overall in 2018. So the Rangers might be out Vitaly Kravtsov, somebody that was going to be possibly a big part of this franchise going forward, a big part of the rebuild, and he's going to be gone now. And you're probably, if you're able to trade him, which is what the Rangers' next move likely is, you are going to have to trade him for much less than you should be able to get for a player of his upside and of his potential, and that is not good either. And I've mostly been complimentary of Chris Drury ever since he kind of took the reins here. I mean, I was against firing Jeff Gordon and JD in the first place, but it wasn't Drury's fault, and I think for the most part, he had a pretty good offseason for the New York Rangers overall. I believe I put like a B-plus as the grade when it, all the deaths settled on free agency and all that good stuff. But I also have to be fair here because the Rangers would not be in this situation at all if they had simply traded Julian Gauthier or Libor Hayek for a late round draft pick at some point during this offseason here. And I like Gauthier. I got nothing against Hayek either, but you had to see this coming a little bit here. You had to figure that Vitaly Krasov, and I'm not defending Krasov, believe me, we're going to get to Krasov in just a second here. But if you're the Rangers and you've already had something of a chilly relationship with this guy that you took number nine overall a couple of seasons ago, then you had to at least have had the idea in your head that this might not go very well. He might not handle this very well, and we might find ourselves in a less than ideal situation. And so to me, the very simple, very easy fix here was once again, either trading Julian Gauthier or Libor Hayek for a late round draft pick. I would lean toward trading Hayek simply because I think with Gauthier, and we've talked about this in the past, but I think there is still some upside there, some potential. I realize that you know, he's put up great numbers in the AHL, and they simply have not translated to the NHL, but he is still just 24 years old, and if you tell me that either Gautier or Hayek is going to become a great player in this league, I would say probably Gautier, and I think most people would probably agree with me uh, on that sentiment there. But yeah, again, this whole thing could have been avoided simply by just moving one of those guys for a late-round pick. Now listen, is it possible that Drury and the other members of the Ranger front office tried to do just that? They shopped Julian Gautier, they shopped Libor Hayek, Yes, absolutely, and I, I would imagine they probably did do that. There were some reports that the Rangers were looking for a trade partner for Libor Hayek, and it's also entirely possible that teams were not really interested in offering the Rangers much of anything for Libor Hayek, but don't tell me that out of the 31 other teams in the NHL that somebody, not a single one of them, would have offered you, you know, like a sixth or seventh round draft pick, and I realize that's nothing or next to nothing, basically, but again, Libor Hayek, I don't see his long-term future with this team, so Bite the bullet, take what you can get for Libor Hayek, even if you have to give him up for a little bit less than you would have wanted. I mean, are we really going to split hairs here? And, you know, the Rangers were holding out for a fifth rounder for, for Libor Hayek, and they were only being offered a sixth rounder. And because they didn't get the fifth rounder, you're now in this situation with Vitaly Krasov. That's not good either. So I don't know, man. The whole thing is, is basically just a mess, and we'll obviously continue to monitor this situation going forward. But let me make something very, very clear here. I have no sympathy whatsoever for Vitaly Krasov, and I will elaborate on that in just a second here. But first, I just want to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.com. 
Ag. We are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, once again, big, big thanks to you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And as I alluded to just a second ago, I have absolutely zero sympathy for Vitaly Kravtsov. He basically, through this whole situation, is acting like a spoiled, entitled brat. Uh, When he was told that he was going to be starting the season in Hartford, he should have acted like an adult and gone to the Wolfpack and just played his tail off for that team to start the season, especially when, as I tweeted yesterday, Vitaly Krausov very likely would have been called back up to the Rangers sooner rather than later. At a certain point, that move was probably inevitable, especially if the Rangers, as I talked about a minute ago, had been able to strike a trade with somebody for either Julian Gauthier or Libor Hayek in exchange for, like I said, a late-round draft pick. That would have opened the door right back up for Vitaly Krausov. And listen, let me make something else clear here for a second. So I have no issue. If Vitaly Krasov is told you have not made this team, you are starting the season at the Hartford Wolfpack, and he's upset about that, or he's angry about that, or he's livid about that, I have no issues with that whatsoever. In fact, I kind of like that reaction from a player. I think we've probably all been there at some point in our lives, whether it's with sports or life in general. There's probably been a situation where you know you feel like you are the right person to get this job done. Again, athletics or just in life, you know, maybe at your uh, day job, whatever it might be. And there's somebody who, for some reason or another, doesn't see it that way. And you feel like you're getting the short end of the stick. It's okay to be upset about that. It's okay to be mad about that. And it's okay to take on kind of a um, a viewpoint of, I'm going to show them, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, leave no doubt, and I'm going to make sure everybody knows that this should be my job, that this should be my responsibility, that I should be in this position and not this person over here. And if Vitaly Krasov felt that way, that's completely fine. Once again, I like it when an athlete has a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and believes that he is the right guy, has all the confidence in the world to stand up and say, this should be my job. However, there are about a million different ways that you could handle this better than the way Vitaly Krasov, because the one thing you don't do is whine and pout about it. And if you're Vitaly Krasov, the only thing to do here is to head to the AHL and play your tail off, like I said. And here's another idea for Vitaly Krasov, something that I would imagine he gave very little to no thought about. So Vitaly Krasov, if he had just once again handled his business like an adult, accepted the fact that he wasn't going to be on the Rangers to start the season here and reported to the Hartford Wolfpack, he's going to be in a situation where He, in all likelihood, would be the best player, certainly the most talented player in terms of just natural ability on the Hartford Wolfpack. So, Vitaly, how about this, man? How about you go down there and 
act like it, you know, take on this mentality of I'm going to dominate this league. You set the league on fire and you just go out there and you skate circles around people every single night because Vitaly Krasov definitely did not do that the first time that he played for the Hartford Wolfpack. In fact, let's go ahead. Let's take a look at his numbers from the Hartford Wolfpack back in 2019, 2020, the only season that Vitaly Krasov played in Hartford. He skated in 39 games. He had six goals and nine assists. So 15 points in 39 games. And he was a minus four during that time. Does this sound like the work of somebody who absolutely must, no bones about it, has to be on an NHL opening night roster to start the season? I don't think it does. And if you listen to Gallant and the coaching staff and the Rangers themselves, it sounds like this is a situation where if you take them at face value, he was simply beat out for a job on this roster by players like Julian Gauthier and players like Libor Hack. I realize Hayek's a defenseman, but you get the idea. Hayek is there. Krasov isn't. For one reason or another, the Rangers felt that Hayek did enough to earn a spot on this roster, and Krasov did not. And to sort of take this whole thing a step further here, let's go ahead and look at the numbers that he put up with, with Tractor of the KHL this past season, 2020-2021. Now, his numbers definitely saw an uptick. He skated in 49 games. He had 16 goals and 8 assists, so 24 points in 49 games. But again, I mean, this is the KHL. Nothing against the KHL, but it is not the NHL. It's a very competitive league. But these are not eye-popping video game-like numbers where you say to yourself, if you're the Rangers, okay, this kid has nothing left to prove in the KHL. He has nothing left to prove in the AHL. The only place for him to be is the New York Rangers. These numbers do not suggest that. And I should also mention five playoff games with Tractor, two goals, two assists. But again, this is not someone who is proven beyond any shadow of any doubt that he 100% belongs in the NHL right now. Now, I personally, as I've said, I would have had him make the opening night roster. What I probably would have done is had him as a healthy scratch in this game against the Capitals, simply because I think the Rangers have the right idea here to go with kind of their heavy, gritty lineup against this Capitals team. You're expecting a lot of trouble. So I would have had Krausoff make the team and, you know, hopefully trade Libor Hayek or, you know, send him to the AHL by placing him on waivers, take that little bit of a chance that he could get claimed and you could lose him for nothing. That's what I would have done. But that's obviously not what the Rangers did. And Krasov should have just once again handled his business like an adult and accepted the assignment to the AHL. And again, you know, we're talking about all his numbers here. Krasov skated in 20 games with the Rangers last season, two goals and two assists in that time. So once again, not numbers that necessarily jump off the page at you. Despite all of this, I was very bullish on Vitaly Krasov coming into the season because the little bit that we saw of him with the Rangers last season, there is a certain excitement, a certain electricity. Whenever this kid has the puck, you can tell the talent is there, despite the numbers that are somewhat underwhelming. But what has he done over the past couple seasons of hockey in any of these leagues that, once again, make you feel like he absolutely must be out there on an NHL roster on the ice every single night? Not much. I don't think that he has done anything to absolutely solidify himself as you know a firm NHL player at this moment. And it's funny because I made mention of this during our Locked On off-season series here. They asked every one of us Locked On NHL hosts to do a bold prediction for the upcoming season. So I'm going to go ahead and take my L here. I'm going to take the loss. I predicted, you know, they wanted a bold prediction, so I went bold. And I said that Vitaly Krasov is going to go off this season. I just thought that there was some upside there. I thought that, once again, he looked good at times last season. 
despite the numbers being somewhat underwhelming. I thought there was a good chance he could end up on the Artemi Panarin line. And that's the thing. He very well, despite being sent to the AHL here, if he had just stuck it out with the Rangers a little bit and, again, handled his business like an adult, I cannot stress that enough, there's a very good chance he would have been back up with the Rangers and getting an opportunity to do just that, to be out there with Artemi Panarin, one of the best players in the NHL. Or maybe he's not with Panarin. Maybe he's with Mika Zibanejad, and that's not so bad either. And now, you know what? He wants to be traded? Fine. Let the Rangers trade this guy to one of the worst teams in the NHL and let them assign him to the AHL too. Because at that point, at this point, that's pretty much what he would deserve. And I got to say, you know, if you look around the NHL, you look at, you know, some downtrodden teams, because when the Rangers do ultimately trade Vitaly Krasov, which I think eventually will happen here, I get the feeling it's going to be to a team that, frankly, is not really all that good. Because if you're a team that is down on its luck, you don't have really any stars on your team, you don't necessarily have a ton of prospects in the pipeline, you're facing kind of an uncertain future. If I'm the GM of one of those teams that I just described, I am 100% looking into the idea of trading for a Vitaly Krasov. Now, of course, the move could backfire because clearly this kid is dealing with some maturity issues, but if you bring him in, then what you're doing is buying very, very low on somebody that the Rangers thought highly enough to take with the number nine overall pick just three seasons ago and somebody who is still just 21 years old. So this to me, if I'm a rival GM or again, a GM of a team that just doesn't have a lot going for itself right now, I am pouncing on this. I am lowballing the Rangers with an offer because the Rangers don't have any leverage here. It's kind of like how the Sabres are with Jack Eichel. Obviously, Vitaly Krasov is not the household name that Jack Eichel is, but similar situation that everybody knows that the Rangers have to move this kid. And so they're going to have to basically just take what they can get for him. And look, Vitaly Krasov just made his own bed because instead of being a big part of this New York Ranger team going forward, one of the key pillars of this rebuild and somebody that could have been a big-time key contributor for this team for a decade-plus going forward, he is now at complete odds with the team. He has basically embarrassed himself. And there is really no good reason for any of this to be happening right now. Some of the blame goes to the Rangers for not having the foresight to see that something like this could happen. I realize you can't acquiesce to the demands of an entitled player like Vitaly Kravtsov, but the fact that the Rangers couldn't orchestrate some kind of a trade to send Libor Hayek away for a draft pick or send Julian Gauthier away for a draft pick or place... Libor Hayek on waivers for the purposes of sending him down to the AHL and taking that little bit of a risk that somebody could claim him. The fact that the Rangers did not do any of those things, they're not blameless here either, but most of the blame falls once again on Vitaly Krasov for acting like a spoiled brat throughout this entire situation here. And it looks like we could pretty much close the book on his New York Ranger tenure here, having played just 20 games, the number nine overall pick from a few seasons ago. And there's no other way to say it really. This pick is now a complete disaster. It's it's a bust assuming once again that he is done with the Rangers and assuming that he's traded for much less than the Rangers should be able to get for somebody of his talent level. You know, we did about it. I think it was during the pandemic when the pandemic was at its height and all these games were canceled and there was no hockey, no sports of any kind. But I went through, you know, the Rangers best draft picks from the last 20 or so years and the worst draft picks. Uh, Vitaly Krasov would be pretty high up there at this point. I don't think he'd be number one or two, but we're talking top five uh, at least. And um, just a sad conclusion to a very eventful but ultimately unproductive and frankly disastrous tenure with the New York Rangers if this is indeed 
the end of the line for Vitaly Krasov and his time with the New York Rangers. So obviously this is a situation that we will continue to monitor. Maybe in a future episode, I will toss out, you know, some ideas about who they could trade him to and what they could expect to get in return for him. Uh, we'll get to that in due time. But, oh, by the way, the Rangers kick off their season tonight against the Washington Capitals, their hated, bitter rival. Whole bunch of shenanigans last season, yada, yada, yada. But listen, guys, definitely enjoy that game tonight. Looking forward to watching it right along with all of you and looking forward to in the next episode coming back, breaking down everything that happened. And uh, let's start this season with two points for the New York Rangers. We don't need more of this drama that kind of plagued the team last season. You know, let's get back to just playing hockey and Hopefully, this is the craziest thing that happens to the Rangers uh, this entire season. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It is free and available on all platforms. Let's go Rangers!